putting myself into the wrong places that I now know were the wrong kind of places. And that revelation kind of happened between me and my mum and my younger brother. And it was, you know, you need, you, you, we need to stop drinking. It was very intense and there was a lot going on. And I remember the first 20 minutes I just sat down and I was like, the grass was just going And you do feel sick that often. You don't want to go into that world too often. It's intense, it's a lot to feel, it's a lot to process. Welcome, Ryan in the Sheds. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan, thank you for coming, man. It's all right, man. We appreciate you being here. I really here. like being here. <laughs> I, love <laughs> your I love your hat as well. Yeah, thank you. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. We're, you know, we're on a top floor in a flat and it, summer's just arrived at the end of September, so I don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to get hot in here. It's definitely yeah. going to get hot. Um, obviously, you've been doing your own podcast. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've definitely been watching you and like seeing you on your journey and it's been quite an incredible one so far. Thank you. <laughs> but um, what we're going to do today is well, I want to find out about Ryan himself. Yeah, yeah. Because normally you're the one asking the questions. Yeah, so. of course. So what do you want to know, bro? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, go, uh, let's go back. So I know, um, I know we went to school together. Yeah. What, what happened for you after um, Highlands? After school. Fucking hell, way back then, yeah. Um, well, first of all, Highlands was a weird one, wasn't it? Because... I feel we were the second year into a new school and it was like anything, you're a business person, you know that within the first first years of business, it's always like a, it starts off with a wobble then a wibble and then you kind of get used to it. Mm. And I feel like the teachers went on for a wobble for about six years. <laughs> <laughs> so I found school for me was a very, uh, I, I drew in books, I didn't really concentrate, I didn't really absorb anything. Mm. And from that leaving, I didn't really know what to do. So I went straight into building. And from building, I was kind of a bit lost, to be honest. What type of building? Uh, Labouring. Okay. Moving a broom from one end of the room to yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, was I, I, I think I enjoyed it, but not, I didn't, it was like work. Yeah. I was like, cool, that's something I, you know, can do to get money, to get trainers, to go out, to do stuff. But that was like 15, 16. GCSEs, I, I was like a... You know, just staring at the walls, smoking a weed pipe at fucking seven in the morning near yeah. Sainsbury's car park. I'm like, yeah, I'll be ready for the day. Yeah. You know, whistling in the exams. So I was not, I was not a school, I was not that, I was a creative, but didn't know it, I think. You know, mm. I, I was creating in, in school because I was drawing all the time. Did you not um, feel like the school helped you with, like, find that either? The only teacher that was trying to help me a bit was uh, the art teacher and the Scottish guy, Mr. Cousins. Oh, I loved Mr. Cousins. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what? Yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. Um, Always stunk a booze, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know he did. He was definitely a good lad, a raging alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, um, I had exactly the same problem at school. Um, yeah. And there was literally only two teachers that... Um, really liked me. One was Mr. Cousins, and then I think mine was actually a technology teacher because I didn't do what. Miss Brady? I think it was Miss Brady. Yeah, she yeah. was good. Calling them all out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> the bad ones. The I, don't, ones. I don't even remember you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, um, so, yeah, after school, I went into building. Um, you know, I was good at art. I wasn't really. I think I always had a bit of chat in school, but I wasn't. I went through a bit. School's a bit weird. You kind of get thrown in. And then you're kind of like, okay, this is new. This isn't like primary school. And then, it, then I was kind of a bit of like, a, you know, talking all the time or getting myself in trouble a little bit. Or most of the time it's because I was scared of reading <laughs> out yeah. loud in the class or something like that. But then I think I realized I was good at art mainly through school. And from that, I kind of, I'm trying to remember, like I went into building, um, 
my stepdad had a building company, so I kind of, you know, it's like come and work, work like, for him, get into that. Like, you know, like, you don't know what else you want to do. I went to college, done carpentry. Oh, did you? Unfortunately, near, um, I think it's Boreham Wood, but it's Hartford, Hartford College. Yeah, there's yeah. a pub opposite, so that that didn't work out too well. <laughs> I ended up just seeing the, the teachers the in there at lunch at the same time, so it wasn't the best. You know, I, I'd started drinking at that point, really. Did you? Um, and then because you didn't really have any interest for the carpentry no because it was just like what I, I was so like unaware of mm. like why i was doing certain things mm. i was just doing things because i thought that's what you had to do you know going on the system roller coaster like okay i need money i need to learn this that gives me money i don't really know why i'm doing this is this what i'm meant to be doing or is this because where i am i need to do this yeah i can really so relate to that yeah it was that kind of thing um how long did that all last for then uh so college i'm i'm so bad at like it's what was yesterday um, <laughs> but college college was um a waste of time for me really i left it i left and moved to spain that's what happened moved to spain with my uncle um and that was that was an interesting period um i was building then spanish kind of lifestyle so like drinking for like a four o'clock after work and yeah. you know the sun's out sangria and i kind of tried that for a while but the winters were very bleak you know i didn't have it was quite it's hard quite to integrate dead. i don't think because of our kind of represent you know our, our uh the way we represent ourselves on sort of holidays in spain sometimes a certain yeah yeah not, yeah, not yeah, to yeah. name certain english but the certain english we go out there. i've been one of those guys that drinks too much and acts like an idiot and uh, I felt the summers were fun, but it was very like, you know, um, Magaluf or drink culture or yeah. just, just hard to integrate with anyone that wasn't on holiday for two weeks. And the Spanish there didn't really, I couldn't really connect with without speaking Spanish that much. So I was in this kind of weird limbo, limbo kind of like work with my uncle, be mates with my uncle, go drinking with my uncle or do these other things and, and not really, uh, not really work out like why am i why am i here you mm. know you know i had to move there because of certain family problems as well and sort of problems with police that i was getting into at that time uh with sort of friends that we had in school you know what i mean right. there was things that were going on there and my mum kind of went into a bit of a panic state and was like you're going to your uncles you know what i mean it was oh a, he lived out there it already was a Bel -Air situation yeah, you're going yeah, to yeah. Your aunties <laughs> and i'm fucking you know yeah. so um so yeah i kind of it wasn't like a massive choice of my own it was kind of like you're 17 and you need to sort your shit out a little bit we um, had we had um a guest on the other week actually who mm. went for exactly a very similar thing yeah and he um he had a like an issue with gangs and violence and mm. um and in the end he had he had to go to australia and stay out there and yeah 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 so I, yeah, I can understand yeah like mine wasn't that serious in, in the sense it was more like stupid 16 17 year olds in that period where you've left school but you don't know what to do till you can go to a pub mm. so you either nick cars or hang on the street or end up in fights because you're drunk as a, as a kid on the street and don't you don't know what to do yeah because yeah. you're bored where and you know it was kind of a thing i think a lot in that circle we probably all regret a bit now we were doing that because we wasn't knowledgeable of the other things we could be doing, mm. you know. But I think that is a period through through childhood where there's a gap where if you're not in the right kind of um, avenue or parenthood or circle, then you can get up to mischief and yeah. going out. Yeah, and your parents easily. don't necessarily know that you're going to get nicked, and and you know because it was a stupid fight over 
something that just didn't need to happen mm. you know things just get escalated yeah. and yeah 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 and it, <clears throat> i think in that kind of stage as well like when you're still trying to find yourself it's easy to get lost mm-hmm. along that journey as well so yeah you're sure. like yeah you're trying out all different routes what mm-hmm. works for you what doesn't work for you yeah um so so um and then i've come back from spain you came back from spain yeah um was there like a a, a kind of like I was a raving alcoholic. Yeah, really. <clears throat> yeah, really. I was in a in a in a bit of a bad um, a bad way. I wouldn't say raving alcoholic. I w- like. I think there's a difference in addiction, and there are people that you know might be a drinker all day, or there's a binge drinker, or there's a person that can't socialize. Like, not going to the full state of addiction, but I was a person that couldn't socialize without drink, mm. and that's it. Put me in that kind of position. A lot of people fall into that. Um, yeah. Because I think when you go out and you drink every weekend, you numb all your senses. So when you go into that setting without the drink, you don't you realise, wow, this is yeah, quite intense. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then you realise what you usually do is have a drink and that numbs those senses. Mm. So to actually be sober, with people like it's boring, no, it's actually fucking a lot more intense, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, it's almost like a social anxiety. Yeah, of course. And I used to pre-drink and throw up sometimes as well, like because the nerves are just to socialise. Really? And now I talk yeah. to people that I don't even know and bring them to yeah, the city yeah, in really, yeah, that's without <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, the, the truth's there, y'all. You yeah. don't need it. No, that's um, right. That's right. So so I come back and... So you was in a bit of a state at this point. Yeah, I was like 19, 20, didn't know what to do. And I was trying to get back into like London. And I've been in Spain. You know, I was going to the beach most days or, you know, but I was drinking a lot in, in that in that setting. And then I was around a lot, not, not a lot of people my age as well. So, but I was doing driving lessons as well. And I remember that my driving instructor was definitely not just a driver instructor. He was stopping off at certain places, <laughs> which was quite interesting. And I was like, this is, this is a funny, you know, why are we stopping here? And anyway, not to name anyone. But that, that kind of, I realised, like I was getting kind of like, fucking hell, boy. Like, what was you doing yesterday? Just stunk of booze, you know. And, and looking back on it now, I can see it clearly that like, I had a problem. But when I was going through that, you know, it's normalised. Mm. Oh, well, he's hitting it heavy and da 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 da. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. No, you're you're like especially, especially, damaging yourself. Especially if it's like a societal thing, or mm. if you've like, if that's all you've known growing up, and and it's considered a bit to be okay. Like yeah. you've gone through that journey, and everything technically is okay. Yeah, exactly. A- until it, you know, it becomes a mm. heavy weight, and then and then um, where did I go after that? Then 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 I don't. There might be a period where I've kind of lost. Uh, I went into a state agency. Did I go into a state agency first? Yeah, I went into a state agency. Hated that. Did you? No yeah, offense to any state yeah. agents, but it was, I can't deal with like the fugazi of things. Mm. Like we've got four sales to hit this week, and I'm like bollocks, mate. We haven't got the stock. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm working on the stock system shit. You know, I felt it was always like team meetings and all this stuff. Like I couldn't hack it. It wasn't your vibe. Very unnatural. You know what I mean? Primark suit, dodgy watch and a company car. Like I hated it. You know, it was like, and I was drinking through that as well. And then that I was, I had to get out. So I was planning to go to Austria for a ski season with a girlfriend at the time. And maybe I think a few months before it happened, I got done for drink driving. So I, I think subconsciously I got done for, I didn't care. I didn't give a shit. And I knew if I got done for doing driving, I wouldn't have that job anymore, I think. Because I handed my keys in 
I was like, right, I'm off. See you yeah, later. Did you? Um, but then it was this whole like four. I was four, four times over, so I was pretty fucked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I managed to drive uh, to my house from from the luxurious Winchmore Hill Broadway. <laughs> what a fucking pub that was. <laughs> um, drove from there to my house, which is you know, you know where I live. It's not far. Um, and I actually got pulled over very close to it. Really? Yeah, you didn't yeah. make it home? No, and it was only because I indicated, I didn't indicate turn left. You know, driving pretty clear, exactly, I was driving exactly pretty was. smooth. Mm. You know, there was other things keeping me quite alert. So the, the, going through that process, it was undercover. It was three o'clock in the morning and I was in an unmarked BMW. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a company car either. Did, did they take you away or? Yeah, yeah they took they? me away, George. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I, I, yeah, they, I was, I got in the you car. Put you in a cell. And was, what was funny was the police officer was like, you know, Ryan, you seem like a nice guy, and like, you, you know, I even like corrected the guy on the spelling on on, on my uh, whatever paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember the guy stepping out, like I did the the blow test there, and then stepping out, and the guy was like. You know, before he's like, I think you'll be fine. You know, if you do like 42, they'll probably give you a slap on the wrist, whatever. And then he literally poked his head out the door and was like, Ryan, you, you blew 115? No. And I was like, shit, is that not good then? <laughs> and this girl was on the phone. She's like, yeah, we thought we thought he was like, he's blown, he's blown like four times out. And I was like, I am here, you know. So yeah, that was quite a bad time. And then I was going in and out, you know, I was, they had to keep me in for ages because I was so drunk. Obviously, this word. Um, I mean, it's, you you explain it quite like comically. Yeah. But, I remember um, leaving. I remember leaving, and I remember throwing up in, in the Tottenham police station and being like, "Fuck, like this is fucked." Yeah, like, yeah. What have I just done? You know what I mean? Like, and then it's the other case that if I was that bad, I could have killed someone. Yeah, that's you know this that's shit the biggest is careless. Thing. You know, so careless. So, and I was being careless. So I do. I don't regret it because it changed my path mm -hmm. and I needed to do something like that. I needed to be in a situation where I had to go court, obviously. And this solicitor who was like a little like crazy dude. He was like, well, he came in like a tornado and was like, you basically, you know, this, this could lives. be, this could be, you know, your license definitely going to be taken away. Probably a two year ban, maybe as, as bo, but also probably a prison sentence. Oh, and my really? dad just went, what <laughs> I, yeah i yeah, thought yeah. i didn't think this is that bad ryan <laughs> so he does talk like that people um so and then the judge first judge seemed all right he kind of was like let's do a character judge so i had to go to parole and then um go through that situation explain you know and she said let's give him a 12 month suspended sentence so it would have been you know i try to just charm them fucking life off my face. I was like, you what know, you got I've got to, I got to just sell myself. All that estate agency training, I've got to go in. <laughs> Came into good use. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, all right, you know, deal with this. And and then then the judge changed and she was having none of it. She, she was like, you know, it's all great. You know, you seem like a nice person. You've worn a suit today. But the fact is you blew four, four times over and you know, or three or four times. Yeah, yeah, close um, to. You, and you've, you know, you, this is, you could have really injured someone or this, this could have been your life, you know, and I think you need to be have a two-year ban. But then the fact was I was going to bloody uh, Austria, uh, leaving to Austria a month later. So I was like, if they give me an ASBO or I was trying to plead for an ASBO for a month, 
so that I could go still rather than six months community service. So I got an ASBO between 9 p.m. till 7 in the morning. So I started going fabrics at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> but sober, kind of. But, it, you know, I'll go to the pub till like half, half, half eight, but not drink. So I was kind of like getting oh, into that, yeah. you know, that situation. But, but then the ASBO kind of turned into like, well, I had a girlfriend, let's do... Just drink or do drugs at home or whatever. Things like that turned into that. And then the kind of thing was, and like I think I was making myself a bit sick, to be honest. Like you know when mm, you're in that like unintentionally, not eating at the weekends, yeah, partying, just raving, drink, yeah. da, da, da. And what do you think that was like a cry, cry for help or not a cry for help? Just didn't fucking know what my purpose was, didn't mm. know what I was fucking doing. So you just you just drown it in situations, you know. Or it's better to be higher than not. Numb yourself, like yeah, numb yeah. yourself Sitting from here with the... a fucking mushroom out. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, uh, can I swear? Yeah, yeah I'm just, just yeah, I'm just done about the 10 real bombs you already. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I went to Austria and we was there early. Uh, people looked at us like, you know, there's no snow. <laughs> You're a little bit early. There's no jobs. Um, so I was there and I managed to hustle like two glass collecting jobs on either side of the mountain. Krista Skierhelm, big up Krista. She was, <laughs> she was very assertive. And, uh, you know, it was really good. I was up at seven in the morning and maybe I was broke. So I was on like really pennies monthly. I didn't go there. I went there with like 250 quid. You wow. know, it was like a get yeah. out situation. I had problems with certain family members that through business we I was owed certain money. And then, you know, that didn't happen. So I was kind of stranded there in a certain sense. So that was a bit long. And then... So, so, so it was about survival. The, yeah, it was kind of... But it was also like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not, I'm not going to fail at this. Yeah. I need to sort my life out. And it gave me such a... A drive. Such that. a drive to get up and ski every day and be physical and realise, okay, I can, I can work a little bit. I can, you know, just be present and not worry about building this, building that and, and being in that mindset. Were you still drinking much around then? As not well? really. Like it was a bit like that going out and and drinking and but not in this kind of vice situation because mm. I learnt to be sociable through skiing, you know. And I'm realising that as I'm speaking right now. So, you know, that allowed me to put myself in a, a position where, you know, you, well, you can't drink and ski, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can a little bit, well, you, yeah, a couple of beers, but you don't want to, yeah. you know, hit the Jaeger bombs and go down the slope too much most people do yeah, to be fair when we went skiing <clears throat> last year um mm. that you could tell the drunk ones because all the the people would be getting collected like from what they called like the schema bills yeah, yeah they'd be yeah. driving up and like taking down all the drunk people that mm -hmm. were up on these like i don't even know why there's like clubs of bars up at the top of the mountain to be honest with you but yeah yeah apparently it's a good idea yeah no it is <laughs> sometimes but um yeah that was an amazing journey the person I was with at the time is a really good friend now. We was, we was in a relationship, but it was more like we were holding each other's space in a sense. We yeah, were both yeah. on a kind of like... Had each other's backs. Yeah, and we both had trouble with certain, you know, you know, addictions and problems and lifestyles. And it kind of, we were kind of like, well, we kind of knew we didn't want to be together through the process, but we didn't want to leave each other through the process. We kind of both, both were realizing there was so much stress around staying there that it was hard to have a relationship in that sense. I was like, gonna, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think like as you go through life, um, you almost meet the reflection of 
who you are at that given time. Yeah, what, like, I am I because you are you and you are you because yeah, I am yeah. I. Yeah. Like, so you can't be you and I, I can't be me. We're all like, just what, one, bro. What, what, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is that when you, like, meet a partner, yeah. like, sometimes I meet the reflection of where you are in that given point in your life. Mm. Um, so it was quite interesting because you almost met someone who was going through their own course, trauma. yeah, their trials own and tribulations and, mm. you know, a twin flame can be the mirror of yourself. And in, in the sense, it's not... Some for a reason, some for a season, some for a lifetime. You yeah. know, there's many people that walk in and walk out. But, you know, I think you should treasure them all, even when they were good or bad. And I think that point was, yeah, it was a mirror. Um, we were both mirroring each other. Um, and from that, we both learned from each other. And we got through it, and it was, you know, we're now very close friends. We talk, and, you know, it's a great, great thing to go through with someone, I think, you know. And and to have the money stress as well when you're in a, a, you know, most people are like, right, I've got, you know, 10 grand, go Australia. I've got, I've got that sorted. Yeah, da, exactly. da, da, da. Yeah. It was like, right, we need to kind of like get in there with people, sort out, you know, it was, it was, it was tricky. Mm. Um, so yeah, Fair that was play that. to you though. You, you, you know, you went out there and you, you made something out of it. Yeah, yeah. You? So it weren't. Yeah, I can ski backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Um, but then I came back from there and I was a bit lost because it was like, right, I've got this kind of, that was my drive. I was like, cool. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, I'm going to build a shed. And my, my dad took me in. There was a period, I worked in the George pub. There was a period. Oh, did you? I worked in a pub yeah. as well. Big up the George um, pub. And lived with a girlfriend then uh, 18 blocks up. When I was a state agent, that's what I was doing then. Anyway, I could have left that bit out, but I thought like I'll just fill it in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I came back and I built the shed. And I built it through the winter. Didn't have many friends at that time that were really willing to help. They would kind of say, yeah, they'll be around on Sunday and then Sunday would be this uh, kind of no no phone calls and no one answering situation. Do you feel like... Because I've been away for a while. Yeah. I've been in Spain for a while. So, you know, you lose that kind of integration with people, yeah. which is fair enough. Mm. And you have to build that through certain things you do or anything else. Do you think so, that was a, a good thing for you, though? Do you think that maybe you needed that space to, like, find, find out exactly where you were going to go next on your journey? Because yeah. Yeah, you for know. sure. Yeah, I mean, you know. Because it could have been easy just to fall back into default and go back into exactly the same yeah. place that you were right at the beginning. Yeah, of course. I think to be alone for a certain period of your life is a good thing. Mm. Um, you know, I wasn't completely alone. I was with a partner at the time. But, um, you know, I could travel alone. I could, you know, you meet loads of people that way. Because also you're not dependent on someone else and where they need to go and everything else. But I think to do the journey with someone is, is probably better. Especially with, you know, a partner. I think that's interesting. But, but yeah, I, ca I came back and was like, I just need, I need a studio or something. So me and my dad found this shed on eBay and, and I can't find it again now. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> so I need to take the front of it when I leave. But basically... You built it in the garden. Yeah, and yeah. That's how so I built the it. shed was born. Yeah, that's how, that's how Dirty Rich was born. My clothing line. Oh, okay. So even at this point, I was drinking on and off and things like this, you know, um... And and but I was a bit more level headed, I would say. But then I started started a clothing line and didn't really have a 
clue. You know, I didn't do textiles. I didn't go to university. You for, were just like, I'm starting a clothing brand. Yeah, and I was in, in my dad's car and I was like, I'm going to call it Dirty Rich. There was no thought process behind that at all. I was kind of thinking, well, from the dirt to the rich. It was kind of my like... From that was my lesson brand. That was my like university. That was like, you're going to make a lot of mistakes with this. On the outside, it will look cool. But on the inside, it's like, you don't know about business. You mm. don't know about how to make clothes. You're going to come up against every trouble you could think of. And it, that was it, you know. Um, and I kind of made all this. I learned how to screen print off YouTube and like insulated the shed 20 mil thick. That was a really stupid idea because screen printing is really hot. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And the sun s sits on the shed all day. So I was printing clothes in my boxes, you know. And I was in pain a lot of the time because I was trying to get a lot of them ready for festivals. So then the drinking crept in again a little bit. And um, I'm making this a lot about drinking, but it's, it, it was it's a process good. through that yeah, period. Yeah, it's, it's good because um, you can talk about it. Yeah. At the same time, it was something that was like a vice through through the aches and pains sometimes as well because we all know it does numb that situation but there was I, I, I got shopping Camden through this company or government funded thing there was 12 of us in the shop so you'd share it so I had all this stock and I was like yeah I'll just sell it online little do people know a website can be a black hole unless you funnel it from now reels but this time was Instagram and it was picture based we didn't have TikTok we didn't have YouTube in that sense to make you know, videos. It wasn't this way you could sell like that. It was very much picture based. People weren't really doing videos at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, it, on that level. Obviously, major brands are doing, you know, yeah, commercials yeah. and everything else. But so I kind of like worm my way into this shop, and then that shut down because I think the funding stopped or whatever. But four of us took a shop in Camden Market. So below the club, proud. I also worked in Proud. Did <laughs> in you? Yeah. For a period of that time. That was another crazy, wild period. <laughs> but that was in between. That was that was when I came back from Austria, actually. I got... Oh, right. I was okay, building the shed and I was working in Proud. Proud at the same time. And then that was another what? nine o'clock till fucking four or six in the morning, going to the chicken shop after... What you did know, that do? Just encourage drinking? Made me or? throw up after yeah, fucking yeah, eating yeah. dodgy chicken that was probably a rat. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that period. I was going through that. But I met a lot of good friends through that as well. Some of them that have been on my pod and stuff like that. You know, through every sort of thing you got to get through, you always meet great people. You always learn lots of good things. And you always learn lots of bad things. But all of it turns into, hopefully, you know, the existence of you and, and bettering yourself. Mm. So that period was a bit of that. But again, it's like putting myself into the wrong places that I now know were the wrong kind of places. But you have to go from, you know, the yin to the yang, the dark to the light, the da da da. You know, got to get lost to get found. Yeah. So um, I built the shed, started learning from YouTube how to screen print, got the shop, got a shop below the club. But then I started walking up the hill to Proud. And, and sometimes I was drinking at the bar on my own. And then I was going back down to the shop, spunking money, going to the fucking bar do you know what I mean and you know getting to know people that were there and like I used to work it I was like what am I doing you know yes. but then I, then I started going festivals so I started selling all the clothes at festivals so we'd go to all these different places how did that work out for you that was stress that was, was mad it? really it was mad you know one festival had 56 people come you know we did a collaboration with a festival called NAS so we did a three part collab with three different styles of t-shirts and um yeah, we just we had a whole, like, 
whole like activation so djs but it was like 31 degrees so everyone was outside this was like a building inside and then they were like oh by the way the walls are memorial so you can't you can't damage the walls so i was like well, what do you want me to do like i'm having a party in there they told me this a week before so i got pallets and turned them into an l shape and built it there the and then and um yeah that was just that was just mad but the, it was a lot of drinking a lot of partying making money but like also the margins weren't great because you know you're putting in so much and then it's it's so much your whole summer's gone you know and it was i met a lot of a lot of amazing people from all around the world and it was really interesting and for me it was kind of like the vehicle the clothes were like the vehicle for me to learn my communication skills to learn that I can put myself in these areas and I love to just being in the shop talking to people all the time. And I've hardly ever talked about the clothes. You know, I'll be talking about where they're from or what they're, you know, I was literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing a pod without knowing I was doing yeah. a pod. So, um, but then COVID happened. So, and that, you know, online sales are great for a bit, but I was like, like, great. It was, another, it was another drunk driving thing for me, COVID. Was it? Yeah, it was like, boom, you're going to change another another flip i change all another the time every year there's a new me you know i keep changing or developing or you know i think it's developing not really changing you're yeah, building yeah, yeah. on the structure of yourself like a building mm. you know it's like a coffee plant it likes to go keeps like growing up that's why all the cities grow so high <laughs> everyone's drinking coffee i'm going I, off on a waffle but I, still <laughs> I, no, I, under, I understand what you're talking about yeah, the, yeah. the thing is at least like you're trying to find yourself through this process and, yeah of course you know you're you're trying to find out what works, what doesn't work for you. Yeah. Like, and, you know, some people are still trying to look for that in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, th I think your duty to, to yourself is to try new things out and yeah. do exactly what you were doing. But unfortunately, you know, we probably all want a bit of an easy life and we mm -hmm. go through this process where, you know, sometimes it, it's like, we feel like, because it's a bit of a painful journey yeah. that we're doing something wrong where it might be a necessary journey to get for you to get of to course. where you need to get yeah. to. You always reflect and go, oh, that's why that happened. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and you can't talk about, I always say with any form of things you want to quit, you need to do the two-week balance. You know, if you want to quit coffee, all right, see how you feel without coffee. Because if you drank coffee since the age of 16, you wake up every morning, you stay in that vibration, you stay in that frequency, you stay in that way of thinking, whatever you want to call it, vibe, you know, stimulant. You don't know that maybe you might feel a lot different if you don't drink that. Because mm. you think, I need that to wake up. But really, if you drink it first in the morning, you know you're going to be tired in the afternoon. It has yeah, that effect. It has that effect, And you need yeah. to pick me up. Yeah. So I always do like a two-week break from anything. Or if it's new exercise or running or kung fu, you know, a lot of the time I try and throw too much on myself, like do this, do that, da 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 da, and then and then you're like, fuck, overwhelmed. Now I've broken my foot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, but the going back to like the COVID in the shed, when that when that happened for me, for like, okay, what do I want to do? That's the first moment I was like, I want to do. It, the pods were like a thing, you know, Joe Rogan, blah blah blah. Two, you know, a year ago, or a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I just did a pod on my birthday. Just spoke. What, what, what do you mean, like two years ago? They were a thing, like during the. COVID they were a time. thing, but not at COVID time. It exploded. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. pods just grew. Everyone's got a pod now. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like you know, they just it exploded at that period because like, well, if I can't leave my house, who do I talk to? Yeah, yeah. You know, so people it's... through that confinement, people were like, right, 
I want to fucking network and I want to build something and I've got this time. Yeah, I wish I wish that's what I did. I didn't mm. do that. Well, you're doing uh, this now and you're doing it in the process yeah, in the right yeah. time. There's no, there's no. I just pretty much came became an alcoholic during. Uh, yeah, that's what happened to me. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggled with it a bit. Mm. Got too accustomed to that lifestyle and mm. I fell into that kind. Was of you trip. alone? Um, no, I was with the the three of my family, but mm -hmm. it was just the same thing day in and day out. Day out. And I was I was working myself, and I'd mm. been I'd started my business at this point, and I was doing it for I must have been like two years in, but all of it, all of my life at that point was just working. Yeah. Um. So like the output, like the coping mechanism, because I couldn't go gym, I couldn't. I could have trained at home. I could have done a little bit more, but I just found an easier route just drinking. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the good thing is I um I put myself off JD and Coke for the rest of my life, so that's really good. That was my drink. Yeah, oh, that was my drink, mm -hmm. but I can't stand Spirit. it now. Yeah. It's, like, it's horrible. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I drank I drank far too much because one thing that I can kind of relate to you on, which I've always had a bit of an issue of growing up, was um addiction. Mm -hmm. So like I've always been like had this traits of like whether it was food, because you knew me when I was younger and I was a very big overweight yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, I forgot that, you know. Yeah, 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 I, was really, yeah. I was like 19 stone at my heaviest. Fucking hell, and yeah, then, yeah, um, yeah. And then like I lost a load of weight. Mm -hmm. um, then I had like substance abuse issues and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, um, so what I was kind of curious about your life and your journey is like where you were drinking and you, where you put that post up. Mm -hmm. um, a little while ago, you kind of told the world how you... Uh, turned completely sober yeah, yeah and i was like i was quite curious about all of that because yeah i think your journey like that is was a really pinnacle point for you mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot to take for that to give back to yeah it was quite people. it was quite a quite an emotional time it was quite a um i think things happen when they need to happen and i think the shift was quite dramatic but it needed to happen in the way that it did and it was basically not going into too much family detail but it was a disagreement at a, a, a restaurant between me and a member of my family. Um, and that was something that used to happen a lot. And, you know, it was it was my stepdad in a sense, it, we were arguing, but that wasn't really that bad. It mm. was, it was, it was um, you know, there's there's been alcohol in my family a bit. And the, the, the thing was that not, not in the sense that it's controlled my family or, or been too damaging, but I think to see a sober family, you'd realize it is a bit damaging. Yeah, the difference, and, the contrast. Yeah, and that revelation kind of happened between me and my mum and my younger brother. And it was, you know, you need, you, you, we need to stop drinking. These are causing fights or things like that. And me, me and my stepdad haven't argued in years. We've had our problems in the past, but we haven't argued in years and we've been quite good with each other, you know? Yes, but I, I think glad to hear that. Some, some outside sources for him that day weren't working, you know? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah wasn't his day and we just bumped heads. But from that came the goodness of me and my mum going sober. And I made a pact with her on that day. I said, well, if you stop drinking, I'll, I won't ever touch a drink again. Mm. So it made me, I can't do it now. There's no, but it don't even bother me. I can no, be in the no. most intense fucking setting in my life, you know, like Boom Festival or wherever these environments and you actually feel safer because yeah, I'm around drinking. people now that don't drink. Oh, okay. You know, I'm around yeah, yeah. and there's millions of us. You know, and there's so much to do in that avenue. And, you know, was it literally just like a, yeah, a, it was a, a snap? Switch, yeah, snap I was moment. like, cool, you know, because I was done. like, yeah, because I can't see it damage her, you know. Mm. And I think if I can be her, um, you know, I can be be someone that can help her through that process. And, and in turn, she's helping me because 
if I go to pick up a drink, I can't even really drink the non-alcoholics. Yeah. You know, if I go to pick up a drink, it's you're almost it, like betraying the. Well, I'm betraying that pact. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I would I would I wouldn't want to have the conversation. Mm. Say I let you down. Mm. I've I've you know because she's she, she needs it more than me in that sense. You know, because w- women as well. Women women are big drinkers at home. So 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 really, what you can kind of take from what you've just said is is that. By not making it all about you, yeah. it actually gave you an opportunity to to grow beyond that the old version of yourself where yeah. you were drinking all the time. Yeah, yeah. But actually, someone else needed your help, so you had yeah. to almost lead by example as well. Mm. Yeah, it showed the light basically yeah, yeah. on you know. And since that, that was that was you know a while ago now. I don't know eight months or so. That you know, but before that, I kind of. It was a bit easy for me because I was always I was kind of leading into this life I'm in now. Mm. I was already no, I was always like I don't like drinking that much anymore. I got to that point. We're all getting to that point past our thirties. You're like I don't like the damage it does on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't like the shit I talk. I don't like you know the yeah, staying that, out and yeah. not caring in certain. Situations. We're all getting slightly Wasting to that stage. Like a load of money. I hope yeah. we are anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, it all depends how like it's probably impacted some people mm. like. Because you even spoke about this like outside. It's not that um, like you're still okay with other people drinking, but it's just that excessive lifestyle where yeah. it impacts your life and then mm. it like there's an extremity to it. Yeah. And you know, obviously you've been hit you've been kind of felt the sharp side of that sword mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that you'd prefer not to keep mm. having to repeat and Yeah. So, I so, think any any anyone if anyone says that it's uh you know, it's it's a great thing in their in their life, and it's you know I haven't met someone like that yet. Mm. It's usually a vice to get away from where the shit is. Mm. You know, it's usually oh fucking hell, I need a drink or smoking. You know, I need to, I need to, I need to breathe. Yeah, you know, I need a break. I have a cigarette. Yeah, because like, I, I still vape. Use a vape, like, yo. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I yeah. do. I, I was thinking about it the other day. I'll send you a Wim Hof video, eleven yeah. minutes. Just do a little. Oh, loads but of that's breathing. what I find funny because that's how it gets you. Because it's 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 not necessarily nicotine. It is, but at the same time, it's breathing. Mm. You are breathing. That's all it is. And that's a really good stress reliever. Mm. So when you think about it, if you're taking 20 puffs, you know, what do you do in a panic attack? You breathe. So that it's, it's relatable to the cigarette at the same time. You're grounding yourself, mm. you know, but unfortunately it has quite a, a bad ripple effect smoking, <laughs> you know, whereas you can just breathe, people. Yeah, you can, <laughs> exactly that. You yeah, know, I so, understand. So, so, um, so, so did you find that your whole life started to change after you started going sober or did not much happen for you? Like what, what, what kind of happened after? Everything. Everything happened <laughs> for you. Man. Yeah. yeah it's it? like, cool. Here's the doors, bro. Walk through them, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, this, this, the pod, you know, like I would hate the anxiety of, of alcohol. Be it doing a podcast. I mean, I've I've drunk for them. I've done mushrooms on it. I've done I've done it. I've done it ill, hungover. I've done pods in any any kind of situation. And externally, I might seem like the you know the fun entertainer kind of guy, but internally, you know, I'm I'm not enjoying it because mm. I'm like there's a there's a certain stress around my temples that I can feel, and it's like yeah, I'd rather just do it without this extra stress level like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. I don't need. Mm. So that that really helped. But then just I've been to all these festivals this year that are, you know, based rather than going there to let loose. It's more to go there and experience what's going on with you internally. 
go and do an hour breathwork session and basically release energy in your body that's a trapped trauma that you didn't even know was there and laugh and cry and lay there with 50 other people in a room you know that 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 to 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 grow you're there mm. to grow you're on an experience of a weekend where you're learning and you're you're you come out of that weekend and yes you're fucking exhausted but not through battering your body through substances and everything else so it's it's what's it through like healing and healing and these things are exhausting you know what i mean you can you can be high from them or you can be low because they're going to pull out what they're going to pull out and breath work and sound and um i did happy i think it's called which is like a it's an aboriginal or um well i think it's from peru it's peruvian um I don't want to butcher this, but so I'm, I'm not going to be on the facts. But, but basically, it's like a pipe, and they blow a dust into your into your nose. And I had a headache before, and just literally got rid of my headache completely. You know, it was amazing. Did it? And then we painted afterwards, and I was in there with a room. But I was looking at people doing it before, and I was like. They're all kind of sneezing <laughs> and some of them are coughing and look a bit in pain, you know. But for me, it was intense. It was intense. A lot of these things are very, very intense. The did, breath work's intense. You don't really know what's going to hit. Did you find, like, in this environment of people that you really, like, gelled with them and you could resonate with them or did, like, they all yeah. seem, like, a bit nuts to you? No. But this, this kind of world, uh, people are very forgiving, very humble, you know, at the beginning, I was like, God, these people fucking hug. They hug for so long. <laughs> Why are you hugging for so long? Now I'm like, give us a hug. <laughs> and it's heart-based. It's connecting the hearts. It's like you're, you're hugging for, for a while because you, you, you're able to give that. You know, you're in a, a place where you've gone through a lot of these trials and tribulations and you know that breath work can bring this stuff out and it's not new to you, you know. And like I'm walking around with this mushroom hat on and people are like, you know, Showing you love. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. put me in that space that I was saying today that someone, I could have I could have gone to road rage with mm -hmm. this guy because he cut, he, he wouldn't let me go down the road. He, I was halfway down the road. I live around the corner. And, you know, I turned it into giggles because mm. it was like, I was like, he was like, you're coming down so fast. And I was like, look, it's a very slow car, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then I right. just said, you know, why don't we just go and have a nice day together? Or well, not together, listen, you know, <laughs> I don't know you, you nutter. But <laughs> I, said, I said, you know, look, you have a nice day, I have a nice day, the sun's out. And, and he, he diffused the situation. He was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do, you know, done. But an older me where who hasn't gone through these things, and that's where it matters. That's where you can change your course where you've gone through certain things in your life and you can change the course of how you react and respond because you've gone through certain things. Mm. You know, a Muay Thai fighter, if he if he, he's going to be the quiet one or not the one that's going to hit first when there's a fight in a pub or whatever, mm. he's going to be the calmest because he's put himself in those situations and he knows how they can go. Yeah. You know, and it's like... It's the loudest ones that you're... That you're worried about. Yeah, 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 yeah in a sense. But, you know, I think... That's that's what it's taught me a lot of this year. That you know, there's a there's a lot more to see it out of clubbing, and and there's a lot more you can do, and there's a lot there's a whole new world to learn from. I'm going into, and it's it's kung fu, and it's it's working out, and it's running, and it's meditation, and it's 
you know, occasional mushrooms, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and going through going through shit rather than hiding it. So, so, so I'm, I'm curious, right? So when did you develop this passion towards mushrooms? And, and when we talk about mushrooms, we're not just talking about psychedelics. We're just talking about yeah. mushrooms as a whole. Um, or is it specifically psychedelics? No, not psychedelics, because psychedelics, you know, as much as people think, you don't need them that often. You don't want to go into that world too often. It's intense. It's a lot to feel. It's a lot to process. Um, and I, I wouldn't recommend people, you know, I advocate, but I don't advocate, you know, <laughs> I, don't yeah, do, yeah. I don't do anything, you know, I just look at it like you be very careful with these substances. There's a reason they're illegal. There's a reason we have to learn about them. There's not something you can just go and do in the pub. Mm. You know, I do advocate them that they are very good for you, but they're not going to be easy for you to ingest and, you know, go through a process that you might have never experienced before. And if you're a person that's used to alcohol and, ecstasy and other things like that then you might you, they're very very different and you can't you could can do all the breath work and meditation in the world but you're never going to be ready for for a magic mushroom basically mm -hmm. they can be intense but the other side of it is there's so many gourmet and medicinal purposes you know i think psilocybin is a great healer of the mind but you know lion's mane that, that grows your brain you know a lot of these things i'm going to say as well are um from a mentor of mine called Darren Barron. So I don't want to, you know, it's a lot of knowledge that I've been, all this knowledge has been passed down to us and it's been hidden in a lot of places. But I went on a mycology cast. He's a, an amazing guy. Like he, What's a mycologist? A mycologist is mycologist. a study of fungi. Study okay. of, you know, mushrooms, mycology. Um, uh, I think I think the first thing going back to when, when I started was Fantastic Fungi, Paul, Paul Stamets documentary. From that, I learned that, oh, my God, like, they're the network under the ground. Mycelium is the roots of everything. Trees communicate through it. Like, these are the thing. These it's are like Avatar. Like they're 13 million about. years old. They apparently came on a comet. You know, they're aliens. Is that, is that, yeah. is that the um That's the, the kind of scientific theory. You know, however you want to take it. Who knows how this started anyway. Mm. But that is something I look at. At the end of the day, they're here. They are closer to, the, uh, to us than plants. You know, they breathe out oxygen. You know, they are, we're more closer to them on the basis of how they are. You know, they create spores which come out of the mushroom top. The mushroom's the fruit and body that comes out of the ground to spread more mushrooms. And then people can eat it, ingest it. You know, and I think from that documentary, I realized the curing capabilities that Paul Stamets' mum had, I think, stage four cancer. Not sure, but he was... He was healing her with turkey tail, which is an immune booster. Uh, it's good for, anti it's got antioxidants in it, and it's also really good to fight cancer. So these you can get in a tincture. I was in Groveland's Park the other day, and I picked up loads, put it in a jar. This 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 stuff is everywhere. You know, it's on. It's it's everywhere. You just got to know where to look. And obviously, so, be careful. Um, just to like not pick up any random mushrooms. Yeah, there are a hundred thousand, if not more. And there's two percent that are in it edible, but you can use picture mushroom an app. I wouldn't go completely by that because <laughs> there's even false ones. So there's ones that which I just come across the other day. There's even ones that fake. You know how some weeds can look like other weeds? They imitate other weeds. Mm. Some mushrooms do that as well. I think right, I need to look right. into that more. But so you you got to be careful on that side as well. But yeah, I mean the there's an explosion in the mushroom world at the minute, and everyone's starting to learn. Yeah. You know, lion's mane can help with, you know, my focus and I can take that in the morning. 
uh, reishi can help with my sleep at night. It's a sleeping mushroom. Cordyceps, you know, it's in some parts of the world used for Viagra. So, right, really? So, yeah. So rather than the blue pill, lads. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a mushroom. You can take a mushroom. <laughs> you know, and that looks weird, though. That's like some orange thing, you know. Um, there's loads. There's loads. And I'm, I'm learning how to, you know, how these are developed and how things can, can help people. And that's where I want to go with this kind of study that I'm doing and, and, and produce products that are you know viable that can can demonstrate this can help you with that it's going to help you with mm-hmm. this and i come across it because i was struggling with sleep um oh, so i okay. took reishi and that helped my sleep out completely you out. yeah relaxed me in the evening you know but the other side is is obviously the you know the psychedelic side and that is you know a, a, a voyage in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one that terrifies me every time but it's something does, maybe does I'm, it does it um do yeah you, does it scare you yeah you see things, you know, look at all, like, why, Aztec why, why art. Do you, why do you do it if it scares you? Why do you do this? What? Oh, that's a, that's a good... Um, that's you a know question. the after feeling. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what it gives you. You know what it demonstrates. And sometimes you might go through nerves. You might go through, you know, the nervous system going, look, this is... This is it's how to understand those feelings. Okay, why am I nervous? Is this because I don't like doing it? Or is this because I'm scared because I might not be accepted in doing this? Mm-hmm. And once you realize, well, if I'm not accepted, I can practice and do it again. Then it's that. But with the mushrooms, there's a fear of there's a there's a fear of not knowing what you're going to experience completely because you're kind of having a communication with them. Do you do you think it's uh, almost the fear of that we kind of live in the dark, and by taking mushrooms, it might open a few doors that yeah 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 like i close my eyes and see things i've never seen in my entire life you know um i can't go on about my trip experiences in the sense of trying to explain them because it is like a kind of thing that you have to do yourself Mm. you know um and these these you know when i'm doing these it's it's you can do it in social settings you can do it in you know kind of areas of, of you know like the park and stuff like that it's it's not something you know the first time i did it you were saying like Amsterdam, you know, the first time I did it was Amsterdam and that was a park that was Central Park. Mm. I did like the the truffles and I, I ate not a lot of it. I was very sensitive to it. I'm quite sensitive to it anyway. You're an air science. You've got to watch these things as well. I'll tell you about that. But but um, it's it's it was very intense and there was a lot going on. And I remember the first 20 minutes, I just sat down. and I was like, the grass was just going and you do feel sick. You know, you're not purging, you, you, you're being sick, you feel sick, like you're, it's moving, stuff is moving, you know. So it's a very unnerving situation, but I think there are, um, there are. there's a guy called Professor David Nutt who worked with the BBC and he's trying to, trying to get, uh, there was a documentary where they were doing um, therapy on 10 patients and it was... Um, they were taking five grams of psilocybin in a tablet form in two sessions. So I think 10 grams in, in each. Well, it might have been 2.5. Five grams is, Terence McKenna would say. So, so microdosing. My, no, no, no. Five grams is a, is, is, is a fucking quite a lot. lot. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, uh, Terence McKenna was an advocate for mushrooms, a philosopher, very good speaking about them as well and how to describe these dimensional realities. And he would say that's a hero dose. You need to fast and you need to do the hero dose. And I've done a fast and, and a dose close to that, and that was 
fucking really intense. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's hours of being in a space of re real high consciousness and vibration that I can't explain. And I don't really know what's going on still. I'm trying to work through that as, like everyone else. But this uh, this documentary proved, and, and not proved completely, I think there's work you do inside the trip and there's work you need to do outside the trip. Mm -hmm. Like anything else, you know, working out, you can't just do it once and go, that was great. And then you go and eat five pizzas. 100%. The point yeah. is you need to take that, what you learned that from that moment. experience, whether good or bad, and interject it into your life and move forward. Some people might only need to trip once in their entire life, you know, but these were people that were heavily addicted to anti um, antidepressants. They did two doses, two sessions. And what showed blindfold music, what showed you showed them was a visualization you know, a hallucination in a sense. And most of them, it was about letting the bird out of the cage or being in a, a great chapel. And that chapel it is like a temple you go into. It's like a space. I don't know what it is. And that that's leading you through this process of your life and what you should do and, and where you're at. And either you're communicating with yourself or your subconscious or your higher mind or the mushroom. You know, these, these can be all interpreted, interpreted by anyone that's on this level or doing trips. But what I saw with people that don't know about this, didn't know about this kind of world or they was on antidepressants from something quite bad, I'm not sure on every subject, was that they did these two trips and they it was a snap. Seven of them were good. Uh, three of them felt they needed it again. And because it's a process through the NHS or a process through the government, it's not accessible. So the problem is if we put it into them, ha them hands, is it a payment situation or is it a you know is it a, a situation where it's controlled and it, whether you have the right or not you know it should be a substance that we're educated on that you're allowed to grow like in in portugal or spain that you're allowed to have this substance as a medicine like the siberian tribes at christmas or you know it, it leads you to a process of understanding that you know how to work through your stuff really quickly I, mm. kind of, I kind of think that anything that kind of goes through like the NHS or like pharmaceuticals, like mm. there's always going to be a money, a money side to like where yeah. they just want to try and make one money pill cures everyone. all. That's not yeah. going to make much money, is it? So yeah. they're not going to they're, no, they're going to object to this quite mm. obviously, you know. And or they've just they've just done something. I can't remember what it is, but they've they have um, they are starting to use psilocybin. A, a company's merged. I can't remember, I'm butchering it, I can't remember what it was, but there is something going on like that, I saw it the other day. So when 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 it starts happening too much, I think in the public and the society, then pharmaceuticals will switch to, okay, we can use this in a certain way. Um, and charge people for that instead. Yeah, but you know, these, Darren LeBaron said on my pod, you know, these patients, or it's too late, should be doing this at a younger age, they should realise, you know, have the ego death, realise there is more to this, afterwards realize you can come out of your body you know i'm adding things to what he said but he said that you should do this at a younger stage to do what progress mushrooms. yeah mushrooms in that way but you know each to their own and these are obviously illegal substances and it's, it's something that i think has a, a high benefit but it's something you should tread lightly with as well they're not something to play with they've mm -hmm. been here for a long time they're connected to a network underneath the ground we don't know what what it is when we go into that world yet. We don't know what it is. We, we can, you can describe it kind of and realize you went through it. Where it is and what it is, is the same thing what we're doing right now. We don't know where it is or what it is or how serious it is. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so, so um, 
you know, how uh, talk to me about the pod. Like, how's mm. you've been on that journey for eighteen months, yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you've obviously met some really cool people along yeah. the journey. Yeah. Like, what's um? How's that transformation helped you in your life? And like, massively, massively. It's taught, it taught it teaches you more about yourself than others sometimes because you learn from their mistakes, you learn from their challenges, and you learn from. Uh, what they've gone through and then you start to realize okay everyone's going through the same shit yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go through something <laughs> yeah you know and it's uh it's it's been amazing you know and i've got to leave it soon but i'm not leaving it completely i'm you know moving on to a new chapter and i want to move more into the world of you know visuals and experiencing different places and stuff like that more in a youtube sense but the shed itself i'm going to cry my eyes out on the last day you know because it's it's such a place of good energy yeah and such a place you know places have a you know um a space in the, in in the heart mind mm. and i feel that is such a such an amazing place for me to, and it makes me appreciate that i can look back and see how resourceful i was mm. you know I, I didn't come from a position where you know, I had a lot of money to set it up or it was all, always, it was again, a bit like the clothing. You did it all yourself. And yeah. And just, ground. yeah, it's very bootleg. Yeah. You know what yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, you yeah. come around the other day and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, sit down. Sweet John, sit yeah. on. Let me, let me, I'm oh, you now in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm, that's you know, right. but it take, takes time to build up and it's, mm. I'm just grateful, yeah. to be honest, for all the people I met, yeah, for the people be... that have allowed their time to come around and, you should be proud yeah. of yourself, though, anyway, yeah, like, yeah. taking that plunge. Like, a lot of people yeah. would like to do something. I love the things. plunge. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Constantly trying to climb out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. It's Talking great. about doing two different plunges here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, 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 so you're going to be um, on the road at some point? Yeah, yeah. Is that, so. is that, is that your plan? So um, I'm not sure, because it's uh, what, I, what I'm transforming in is to a uh, 7.3 tonne lorry. And I'm going to be doing that up over the winter. And then I'm going to be, yeah, on the road um, trying to maybe get some land, maybe, uh, you know, build some yurts, maybe hold space there for, you know, learning about ourselves, maybe a, a sort of sacred men's retreat where people, men can come and heal and I can go through sort of the processes of what I've Try and you know, talk me people. and then collaborate with breath workers that I know, collaborate with people who can tell their story. And, and I, I did do a men's sharing circle at um, uh, Russell Brand's festival, community festival, and it was really good. It was like 50 of us in a room and intense. And I was feeling quite rough. It was a Sunday. And even though I don't drink, it was it was rough um, because the day before I did breath work and I cried and went for a load of other st stuff and uh, stuff <laughs> and I went into this men's sharing circle and I was just like I just got to do this I just like just go with it whatever just just say what you're going to say so it was like 50 of us in a circle and they went around the circle and how do you feel in one word and how do you feel from one to ten so I said seven and I was anxious or six and anxious and then they put us into groups of six and you had a facilitator and then five other people it went that way I was here so I was the sixth guy. Sixth guy. <laughs> I was like, great, <laughs> you know. But then, I, but then started to realise, like you say, with the partner I had in Austria, the mirror situation. Um, it was like this person had, this person had problems with addiction. This person had problems with friendship, 
and not enough friends in his life. This person had problems with uh, porn addiction mm -hmm. and, and, and leaving his relationship and things like that. Every one of them, I've had one of them problems. So it was like, as soon as it got to me, I was like, right, I've got, I've got so much to say, man. Um, and it was, where do I start? Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was really, really good. You can go through breath work, and it's quite, in, you know, internal. So, so what you opened up to, like, opened up? I said everything, you did know. You? And, and what, um, what sort of reception did you get from that? Great. And the idea is not to advise. Yes. The other people is not to advise. Is to just give something back say you know this has helped me would that help you mm. rather than be like you need to do this mm. you need to do that you know so they facilitated it, it really well yeah. yeah and that that really put a new passion in me that okay right like now i've done this kind of vehicle where people can can look into other people's realities and i've really gone for the the flat earthers the the barefooters the tiktokers the the guy that channels an alien the guy that doesn't eat food i've gone to the depths of reality that people don't even know exist in some some areas and i feel now i've done that and learned processes of other people i kind of want to set up something where it's it's a, a vehicle for people to come and heal from what i've learned so that kind of gives that environment and that that really that was the start of the year and that was the kind of first sober festival and it was edging me into all the others because all the others got quite like more and more intense, you know. Yeah. But that really helped. I think that really helps. And I think that's what a lot of men do need. They need a space. You know, boxing is great and the gym is great. But to open up a circle where men can sit and cry and talk about their shit and feel that it's, it's even better that it's with strangers because you start to realize we're all going through the same problems and you don't have that kind of, I don't want to put that weight on my mate. Mm. I don't want to put that, you know, because you share that, it's 40 minutes, you had four, four minutes to talk, not 40 minutes, it was four minutes to talk, two minutes of questions. And it, <laughs> everyone in the circle was like, three minutes, fucking hell, four minutes, quite a long time, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because you're like, I'm just, how many problems do I have? And I did run out a little bit, which is surprising. Yeah. But, you know, it really helped. It really, really, really helped. And Just to, to what? To just get it off your chest? Get it off your chest. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to talk about this stuff. It's yeah, hard yeah. to just accept it and be like, cool. It's harder to be a vulnerable person, but it makes you stronger. Yeah. You know? You, you can kind of grow from it. Yeah. And do you feel like even just releasing it out, like communicating it, helps it get out of your system and out of your out of your body so you're 100%. These yeah things. yeah I, I think i think i think yes there is a biological thing where you get disease um chemical based biological based whatever you want to call it but i think we are also we've forgotten that a lot of trapped energy and trauma is really where it can build up i think i believe in chakra systems i believe that you have energy points in your body and i believe that if you do um you know, if you if you do hold guilt or hold a trauma from something that's happened and you, you shove that in your subconscious or a part in the body, it will it will turn into, you know, a disease or something that something that's happened, you know. What's the main cause of heart attacks and, and, and cancer and things like that most like of the time? Stress. stress. But yeah. what is stress? Mm. You know, it's a word, but what does that word mean? It mm. means something that's going in mentally. That's then going through physically, mm. and then it's being trapped there. And then what does the body do? It, it it wraps these problems up and tries to protect you in a tumor, and it tries to keep it in there, you know. And then it, it might let it out, and it might it might persist if you can't do these things, you know. 
the, the thing I kind of like of, of about that concept as well is mm. while we can make ourselves sick, we can also make ourselves healthy. Better, healthy, yeah. Yeah, heal ourselves and mm-hmm. and actually, so it's not like it's just a one-way yeah. ticket. It's, and that's where I think where these therapy sessions are coming in and people with cancer and these problems, um, they're, they're, they're realising, you know, um, Darren LeBaron said he's like a lot of people come out of these sessions and they go look I'm fine I'm worried about you lot (laughs) (laughs) like you lot are in here like this is mad so so but I think what they have a a realization of is all their what they went through and everything else it's it's like four hours of processing everything really intensely and it releases that stuff more than anything else very hard to get to that in a in a mental state of without a substance like psilocybin i think right and right. you know um breath work can get you to certain states but it's not the same you know but i found i've done a lot of healing this summer through all these methods through talking through breathing through mushrooms through experiences through exercise through travel and it's been something that i haven't got in 20 years of drinking you know, it hasn't done that for me. It's hidden them problems. And that's what I think a lot of Delayed, us are doing. Delayed it all. Delaying them. And also, you know, all those moments you might have been at a pub and you blacked out. Who are you when you black out? Mm. Who who are you? <laughs> what is going on? That should ter- that terrifies me now, you know? It's, it, and you don't have that with with these yeah, things, and 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 that's why the the next day you like when you remember what you did the night before, you like you're cringing. Oh, did I do that? That that, that I haven't experienced that in so long, and 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 the people I'm around now and the consciousness that they're in is very calm, and always kind of thinking of the other first, and always this. You don't, I don't get this feeling of and 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 all the people before I still chat to and still love. And everything else it's not that they have this energy that i don't want to be around i can still go in these drinking environments i went out a while ago till three o'clock in the morning drove home you know and was in a club and i can still go in those places you just learn to react a bit differently but it doesn't give me the healing and it doesn't give me the the buzz anymore that's mm-hmm. how i feel it a different path and a yeah different journey i can't now. go to a club all night and and stand and i find it quite boring mm. now whereas before i love that world yeah you know? yeah so yeah, I mean, look, it, I suppose it was, you know, part of that journey that you had to go on. But, you know, as you end up where you are now, it's mm. like your your focus is in a completely different place. Like something else is kind of uh, pulling towards you or you're trying to go towards something else. So, yeah, yeah. And that's that's okay, to be fair. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think, uh, you know, everyone's on their own journey at different times mm-hmm. and different places. And, you know, sometimes we're a bit too critical of ourselves as well when we're on that path. But... You know, everything is kind of necessary for mm. that time. And when something's meant to change or go in a different direction, it will happen. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we should be critical, though. I think sometimes dude. we're not enough. Because mm. I think if you are... Make too many allowances. Yeah, and I think to educate people on alcohol in the sense of, of, of you know, how bad it can get. and But even even the blind side to it, mm. that it does affect your week. The, 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 the problem, the, the thing with alcohol, though, with the, the self-criticalness is I find that um, when someone drinks a lot or takes any substances, mm. you're generally in conflict with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something is always like nibbling in the back of your mm-hmm. ear to say, do I really want to be doing this? Yeah. Like, is this actually helping me? Like, I've, I've, when I've done substances in the past, mm. it's like, I've enjoyed them 
60, 70, 80% of the time, but there's always been like 20% or something or 30% of something saying to me, how is this serving you? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this yeah. actually really doing Or it's seven in the morning and the birds are coming up and you just feel so, sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst time. Yeah. It's like the worst time. But so. it's the unknowing time. Like mm. if we build structures, if we build, and it, I'm seeing this, these festivals I'm going to are young. You know, they're four, three years in, four years in. The consciousness is changing. People are changing towards, you know, a lot of people are going Waking sober. Up. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are knowing that these substances that numb you are not really the correct life path we have, but they work in the system we're in at the minute. They're legal. Pub is a really big cultural thing, mm. you know. Well, do you know what was quite interesting, actually? Um, so I, I was in Enfield earlier on in Ponder's End, and, like, there was quite a few gambling shops down there, and I was like, you've got people in, like, certain deprived areas mm. and they've got gambling shops it's like yeah they're always there yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand how mm. that is helping people mm, if profit. anything it's just encouraging of course yeah things yeah. to be worse all the time so mm. yeah I, I was a bit confused i was trying to kind of process that in my head earlier about like gambling shops and especially in deprived areas like mm. i mean I, I just think gambling shops are would destroy people's lives anyway it, yeah it certainly did with some family members of mine mm. as well so yeah, it's, it's quite funny about this kind of self-awareness and consciousness and making sure yeah. along your journey you really know where you are at that time. Mm. And it's it's only going to grow if these places that I'm going to grow, which they are, and they they facilitate people that need it. Community Festival by Russell Brand's great because he deals with a lot of uh, people recovering that are recovering addicts. So mm. it was very, it wasn't the whole spiritual crowd that I, I'm, I'm now seeing. It's more, you know, people that have gone through all that stuff. This was very early stages. So this is people that, some people are sort of gone through breathwork, but some people have never gone to a men's sharing circle. I hadn't before. Yeah, You yeah. know, it was like, I've literally gone through like fucking 10 years of, of things in like three months in a sense of, okay, that I feel like that's this, amazing. I feel like that. Yeah, 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 like yeah these, that's amazing. These, but these... These these sessions or these places should be more readily 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 available in in the NHS or stuff like this. Mm. But people don't think breath work could heal you through trauma. Trauma. Mm. They don't think that men share. Why am I going to do that? You know, I do that down a pub or you know. But there's a difference. You know, there's a difference of really getting that energy out. And it's hard work. You have to do the work. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to do the work. Switch the telly on. You just know, a zombie out chill out zombie yeah, out don't yeah. worry about it next morning then it builds and it builds yeah. and it builds and then you end up in this position where you're like mental breakdown but know? sometimes and you're walking wasn't... around with a mushroom out on. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right no I, I, I think you're f- further away from that spectrum <laughs> to be fair but um, it's quite funny though because um, you know I've learned through my journey is that if you connect to the pain of something that you're in mm. that's affecting your life whether it's drinking or anything else um, the more you kind of connect to the pain of the fact that, you know, this is actually hurting me and it's quite self-destructive, mm. the more chance you have of, um, like, changing your life altogether. Yeah. It's when we don't connect to the pain and accept that it's it's quite self-destructive that mm. we just go over and over and over again till probably then you get some sort of kidney damage or liver damage or something that actually really affects you. And, yeah. then, and then you've got no choice but to stop, mm-hmm. essentially. And you don't know the, you don't know what's wrong with the body until, until something's in pain. Yeah. And these things are, you know, um, these things are long-standing, as in, you know, you, you can, everyone knows disease can creep up over years. So then to try and find out where it comes from. But I definitely think, 
alcohol shouldn't be consumed through 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 that way excessively at all you know it, it can be used in certain senses to numb pain or some or you know clean it cleans a lot of things yes yeah, you yeah. know but um i think the addiction isn't in the alcohol it's in the, the person you know you go to hospital you might take heroin if you've had a car crash you know they might get you're not going to walk out going honey fucking i need another jab you know like so i look at it like yeah it's always the problem with the person what's going on yeah and then that life, becomes the vice yeah yeah. yeah yeah and really there are just a lot better ways that, that i've gone through in the breath work the men sharing circles the travel the experiences you know the happening through my nose whatever that was like you know the the, the trips all these things are right okay i know that if i'm going through this shit in my 40s i've got the weapons mm. i've got the tools i need to to wake up and feel good every morning all right if i'm stressed i, I know how to put myself in a position where i can Can't. get through this stuff yeah because yeah, yeah. as you grow things get harder mm. you know you go through more deaths when you're older you go through more business struggles you go through more financial struggles you go through having children mm. and i think we need to set up these facilities where or, or just the knowledge which which a lot of people you know can see through youtube dean and it's free oh <laughs> there's yeah, a lot on yeah, there, there is, yeah. you know so it's just looking for the right thing all the time isn't so it? i mean a lot of, a lot of the time the knowledge is just out of reach and it's out of reach and in, in, in you just don't know where to look. Mm. You know, you're not really going to, you know, oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'll go look on YouTube. Like what to do with stress? You can. And you probably come across Wim Hof or yeah, breathing yeah, or stuff like that. That would be really helpful. You know, but it's also, you know, understanding your own mind. I went through the lockdown. I went through learning. Uh, I had OCD or at the time I'd like to call it OCD. Now I'd just say I wasn't in control of my own thoughts. And you can't be in a sense, it's how you react with them. They're like clouds passing. You either want to interact or not. You know, so I went through the process of having a professor of OCD who's written a book on it. And we went through like two months of seeing how it was because I couldn't control an everyday thought that was coming up a lot of the time. It was very much not what I was or how I was feeling. And is that it's just a form depression. Of OCD? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's there's, there's intrusive thought OCD. So, that, you know, the fact that rather than shutting a door 10 times because you just feel like you need like you can't that's what you need to do this is more like an overthinking I've, you know yeah yeah i'm dyslexic as well so my, my mind works in a different way to someone someone that isn't they say that dyslexics think of a thousand thoughts over over a logical one in in the way that it's too much sometimes they're sporadic you know but with with ocd yeah it was that I had the call, but this is where I went through my meditations and things like that. So I kind of knew I, I knew the balance. I was like, why was I feeling so much like that? And I said to this guy, uh, what's the, you know, what's the process now? I've got it. Like I'm meditating, I'm running, I'm working out. I don't feel like it's really affecting me every day. Like it was, I was like, he was like, well, you, I don't think I need to medicate you because you're doing these things. So I was like, well, what do you do if someone isn't doing these things? He's like, well, we medicate them. And it's like, but surely there should be a structure, right? We're going to, maybe if they're severe, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. antidepressants can be good in severe environments, yeah. not knocking the whole system. But, but are you training? Are you, are like, you getting yeah. sunlight? Are you sleeping well? Yeah. Are you eating well? Yeah. Like all of these like yeah. really fundamental things. Exactly. Before you start taking some sort yeah, of drug. It's like a plant. If you don't give it sunlight, don't give it water, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to grow in the right way. Mm. And, you know, depression in that way is, is your body going, 
saying, I don't like who you are right now, mate. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not happy. Mm. You know, so you need to build those structures around. And I felt with the OCD thing, I was like, cool, got that, but don't really have that. Kind of, you can label me with that, but I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it, my way of thinking of OCD and ADHD is they are a creature of environment. Everything is a creature of environment. If you put someone in a classroom and they don't like being in that classroom, guy said this on uh, Joe Rogan. You're going to misbehave. The doctor, you're going to misbehave. You're going to unfocus. You're not going to want to be there. Mm. So then it causes that but yeah do i have lack of focus when i'm editing for four hours i fucking should do mm. it's unnatural i'm staring at a screen i'm not in nature i'm, I'm not doing yeah. something that's that's right so yeah i might need a break and come back but i don't go oh, i've got adhd i can't focus mm. you know it's like what you you're not doing to label, label yourself with it because otherwise yeah you and that causes that causes you know annoyance to people but at the same time i'm like i'm not going to be a victim to it yeah. because i will use it because, you know, I can be hyper at times. I can be, but I think a lot of that comes from, you know, kids have it, give them Ritalin, give them Adderall. Mm. You know, it comes from that at the same time. I think there's a structure there. There's a there's a, a placement to make profit out of, especially in America. And I think now it's kind of a bandwagon in a sense. We're going through this process. Well, I have that. I can't do this. Mm. And it's like, well, get, give balance. If you struggle with concentration, meditate for 20 minutes or work. 90 20 minutes don't be but it's a lot easier to um for, for some people it's just a lot easier just to take a pill and yeah that the problem just yeah goes and away, you, have you ever taken ritalin or adderall no it's no, like I fucking haven't. cocaine is it yeah i took one i cleaned my house for four hours <laughs> and i took it by mistake it was it was an ex-girlfriend's of mine I was like, well, the house was clean as fuck <laughs> but you know I, I used to have kids that would come to my shop in camden and they were on it and they they look like don't eat a lot don't yeah, sleep so, a lot so some girl because i i think i've got adhd and some mm. girl who I who I was talking you to. You need about. a garden. Yeah, need a garden. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Little grass yeah, patch next, on the on the place, balcony. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was warning me off her Ritalin. Um, she was just saying like it made her too drowsy, a bit too dopey. But yeah. everything affects people in different ways. And of I course. suppose, of course, you know, medication. I, I've always. But you've never seen a fat skeleton, have you? <laughs> the fat skeleton. <laughs> We're pretty much all the same internally, you know. But I think the the environment is what is you know the mental environment right yeah you know i can't really go into london that much anymore yeah you don't have a i can't do it no. i like going to the park i like talking to mushrooms yeah fucking <laughs> seeing what's growing and you know what i mean and, and being in a field with my shoes off and running mm. around you know stuff Free i feel spirit. happy in that in that realm in that, yeah you know yeah. getting up at six in the morning i rate anyone that has to do it and go get on the tube and mm. come out in a rat race and do all that i've tried that i've done that and it's like it's it was it was hard you know, mm. it is hard. And then and then you appreciate, look how everyone was with parks in COVID. They looked like HD. It's so like, busy. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a park in like two, and, it, and <laughs> because that was all you had, people were going from, you know, the confines of their house to nature and everyone loved it again. And we kind of got back to our, our roots a little bit and started to learn a little bit like, okay, I don't need to work so much. I should be not on this train so much of mm. must 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 but you know living in london's hard you got you got to make rent you got yeah, to fucking pay the bills work and... a lot you know it keeps you in that it keeps you in that bracket you know minimum wage is always going to be a lot lower than it should be mm. so i feel that that's what it's, i it's like a system like mm. for us all to be stuck in that kind of rat race all yeah. the time yeah yeah i mm. understand that 
you know what? I've uh, really enjoyed this chat today. <laughs> like, it's believe- like a fucking tornado. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's been quite interesting. Like, because I, I, there was definitely a few topics I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, speak to you about. And and to be fair, I think we've covered more than more. Yeah, than, like, I talk fast. Like, yeah, it's, it's all right. No, I really, I really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna wrap this up. And yeah, then, good, good. So, I appreciate you um, coming yeah. here today, brother. No worries. And I, I, I wish you well on your next chapter as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do this again. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I'll pull up in a truck. Yeah, that's it. You're welcome. <laughs> or you'll come yeah, to my like yeah. wacky retreat. Yeah, yeah, I'll try and like be not the naked hippie. I'll try and be normal by that time. Yeah, any, <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can yeah, happen. Yeah. No, thanks for having me, man. And I appreciate I'm, it. I'm uh, I'm proud of your process as well, and you're you're hitting it quick, and you know just keep doing it, and yeah, thank and you, stick man. with stick with it, you know. Yeah, appreciate keep, it. Keep motivated. Yeah, that's it. Keep the motive going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, big sure. love. Thank you. Big love. No worries. Cheers. Cheers.